shall we humbly get to the book of Galatians, chapter number one. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from the book of Galatians, chapter one. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither my man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto an another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach other, any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accused, accursed. As we said, therefore, so say, I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Paul's authority of divine origin. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. For I neither receive it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many, my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal this, his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with the flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But the other of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Now the things which are right unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. Afterwards, I came unto the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by faith unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they had heard only that which, that he which persecuted us in times past now preached the faith which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Before I go into that, I want us to um, to look at a few things here. So we see that the, the epistle of Galatia 
um, was written, that is in the first century. And that is the epistle of Galatia was written in the first century. So when we talk about the, the first century here, we are dealing with, um, that is uh, over hundred years that Jesus, um, within the hundred year period that Jesus had resurrected. That is when the book of Galatia was written because we all know that Apostle Paul had an encounter that is when the Holy Ghost had come, he had had an encounter with Jesus Christ, but we don't know the exact date, whether it was 10 years time after Jesus had left or whether it was 20 years time after Jesus had left or whether it was 50 years time after Jesus had left. But we know that within that time frame, that is the first year, that is the Anno Domini after Christ had gone and um, the end of the first century, that is the hundred year period, within that period that um, Apostle Paul had an encounter with Jesus Christ. So the book of Epistle or the Epistle of um, Galatians was written within that same year, was written within the hundredth year after Jesus's um, um, ascension or after Jesus's going back to uh, heavenly father in the heavens. So the Bible says that, um, so we, 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 we look at here that the task of commenting on Apostle Paul's letter also necessarily involves investigating how first and its intent readers, the, the believers and residents in Galatia may have what Apostle Paul was trying to communicate, given what we know of our cultural historical setting of the occasion of this letter. So what I'm doing here is that I want you to know so anytime we take any of the gospels, what we call is that the spirit of the letter and the very moment we miss the spirit of the letter, we have missed the whole focus of our message. If we miss the spirit of our letter, if we miss it, we have, we have, we have missed the main intent. So what is Apostle Paul trying to tell the book of Galatia? As we have met here today, 1st of April, 2021, what is Apostle Paul? So Apostle Paul is no more. I am now in the position of Apostle Paul. Over, over 2,000 years, over, over, over 2,000 years now, what was he trying to tell the church in Galatia? And what is the relevance of what Apostle Paul told them? What is, what is the relevance of it um, to our day? So let me give a bit of Galatia. I don't know if anyone knows Galatia. Um, Galatia is present-day Turkey. Yes. Galatia is present-day Turkey. So um, that is at that time, in the days of Apostle Paul, um, Galatia was under the province of the Romans. That is the Roman Empire. So Galatia was under that province. Um, and um, for example, um, I know we all know provinces and, uh, or um, in terms of colonialism. So let me take maybe something like um, the European Union, um, which has um, its headquarters part in Brussels and um, part in um, um, Strasbourg in France. And um, they, uh, they now rule. So they carry, they carry commands that goes through all um, nations that are under the umbrella of the European Commission or the European Union. I think United Kingdom has opted out, but notwithstanding, they are still within the, 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 the um, I would say that the umbrella of, of Europe. So, um, Galatia yeah, is, uh, was under the province of, of, of Roman and also um, one of the greatest um, regions at that time, uh, which happens to be, as I said, um, the present day Turkey. And um, when we look at Galatia, the contrast, so we are looking at the cultural world of the Galatians, 
and um, as compared to the, 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 the church in Crete, and um, that is the days of Apostle Paul in Greece, Apostle Pastor Titus in Greece. With um, Galatia, I told you that um, um, Crete was a multicultural um, city, but with Galatia at that time, it was basically an ethnic city. So when we talk about an ethnic city, that is they have one lineage, they have one cultural interest. And one of the most challenges, I don't know if any one of you here has ever preached in, um, in a village before or has ever preached in, um, in, a, in a small town before. Preaching them is very difficult, yes. So why? Because they are bound with a certain cultural um, uh, interest. And sometimes they know themselves. This person knows that person. This person knows that person. So that, is, that was the nature. So that is the contrast between Crete and um, Galicia or Turkey at that time. And um, we also see from here that um, Apostle Paul writing to um, the church in Galicia, that is the churches in Galicia, we should, we should also take into consideration that in as much as the epistle is entitled Galatians, it does not mean that Apostle Paul wrote to the whole nation of Galicia. No, he wrote only to the churches. So for example, as we have met here, maybe I may write to the church in, um, in, in Brixton, or then I would, I would, or to the church maybe Edgeware, then I would name it or to the church in um, 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 Frankfurt or Hanover. So I would name it um, maybe um, the Germans. It does not necessarily mean that all the people in German, uh, Germany are part of this family. But Apostle Paul used these words as, a, as um, I would say that as a, uh, to generalize um, the membership, but it was just writing, he was just writing to specific people. Uh, that is a specific groups of people in the um, Galatian um, province under um, the Roman empire. And also, we also need to um, see that is in the, in the church in Galicia. So these were the places that he, Apostle Paul wrote to. We can see in Galicia at that time, they were divided into the North and the South Galicia. In the days of Apostle Paul, they were divided into the North and the South Galicia. That is the Northern Galicia. Um, we can have places like Ankara and um, Pazinos, um, Tavium, and also we had the South um, Galicia which happened to be Pisidian Antioch. I know most of us will be very familiar with Antioch. Um, we have Lystra, we have Iconium, we have Derby. So these were the areas that we are very certain that Apostle Paul might have written to. So that is, these are the, um, I'm talking about who, where, and we are also looking at to whom are they written to. So that is why I have broken all these things down for you to understand the book of Galatia or um, the, the, the church in Galatia. And why was he writing to them? Why was Apostle Paul writing to them? Number one, he was writing to them because he had gone there to preach about Jesus Christ, the gospel, the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, that in Christ, there is no other name. In Christ, Christ Jesus came and died. He resurrected. He ascended unto the Father Almighty. I don't know if anyone knows of the Apostles' Creed. 
up. So one of the things, so these were, th these are the foundations of the apostles' belief system. Now, when, what were some of the things that all the uh, previous preachers had gone there to do? One of the things they have gone there to do, that is when Apostle Paul had finished with them, one of the things that they have gone there to do was that, number one, they have gone there to tell them that to believe in Jesus Christ is not enough. To believe in Jesus Christ only is not enough that you need to now do what we call circumcision. So these preachers have gone there and they have put all these things on their minds. The same way somebody can tell you that if anybody is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. But you know what? Sometimes you, there can be some cases from your mother's background. Sometimes there can be some demons from your mother's background. And you can see some Christians who still believe that. And sometimes we become so full of fear that, as I stated earlier, many Christians end up promoting Satan than God. Oh, when I was not a Christian, things were easy for me. When I became a Christian, things are so hard. It is not true. So that is what Apostle Paul is talking about. That we come and we preach the gospel to you. And anyone, somebody else will come and put fear. You need to bring um, four bottles of oil. You need to bring uh, tomatoes and you need to bring lemon. You need to bring, um, you, you, know, you know some of the things that goes on. You know it. You know that. And if a man of God doesn't come and doesn't open his eyes and scare you people, some people, it's like, um, I'm not talking about you. I know all of us are not like that. But I'm talking about if, they, if a man of God doesn't come and scare us, <laughs> you know, it means that there is no power. It's like there is no power. And if a man of God is praying, we have to do some certain things and, and you know, break, yeah, we do. They are, there is no power in it. I'm telling you today. So any gospel that puts you in fear is a questionable gospel. Any gospel that puts you in pain is a questionable gospel. Yes, I'm telling you this today. And one time I was watching YouTube and I saw a preacher, he's standing in a river and um, with um, the Jewish cloth on him. You know, any preacher, listen to me, I want to put this here. Any preacher that you see that has that Jewish cloth, the preacher is lost. Any preacher that has Jewish cloth on him, he is lost for good. I'm telling you. Because they don't understand the gospel. And that was the same problem the church in Galatia, after Apostle Paul had gone, that was the same problem they were facing. And some of us, we all know it. You know, and you, you see some, some of our people, they put some head gear, it's like a prophetess or a prophet. Let me start with a prophetess. A prophetess who put a head gear and it's like, um, we need to cover, Bible says we need to cover our head. We need to cover... You know, they are all blinded from the grace of God. You need to wear from top to down. And that is a sign that uh, uh, you are holy. They are all blinded from the grace of God. And that is the same thing. So when Apostle Paul had preached the gospel to them, they went back. They went back and they told them that, no, it is not enough. Believing in Jesus Christ only is not enough. You have to do something. You have to now do what we call practical circumcision. So every man in the church, if you are 50 years, you still need to circumcise. Can you imagine how painful it will be? 
And if you are not circumcised, you are not righteous. So that is what Apostle Paul began getting angry about. Began getting angry. And maybe you are listening to me. Which preacher do you listen to? And I want to put it here today. My conscience bearing me witness. Any preacher, any preaching that is not based on the gospel. I came here to tell you that it is not from God. It is from the person's, it is from the person's mindset, the person's feelings. If you have believed in Jesus, it is enough. You don't need to do anything else. This is what our gospel preaches. So, Apostle Paul says that. So now let's look at the whole of um, the whole of uh, um, the whole structure of the book of Galatians. So if we look at the book of Galatians, which will be going through the whole month of April, that's why I'm taking my time with you today. So the chapter one to chapter two, that is chapters one to chapter two, deals with the autobiographical section. So Apostle Paul talks about himself. And um, the chapters two to three talks about the exegetical um, section, which is um, exegetics also deals with um, the explanatory, that is Apostle Paul begins to give us a, a theological explanation, his alignment with God. And um, the chapters five to chapter six also deals with um, theologically what we call the poetry section or the, the tendency to exhort the church. So that is what um, the, the structure of um, the whole book of Galatians, that is what it is about. So in chapter one, verse one to five, say that Apostle Paul and uh, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ through um, an, an, an apostle, um, not from men, but not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and the God, the father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from the father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we see that um, from verse one to verse five, he says that Apostle Paul, that's what we call an opening greetings. He greets them. And with the opening greetings, the Apostle Paul at that time used, um, that is in the Grecian era, they had a structure of writing a letter. The same way um, in our days, when you are writing a letter, this is what you do, dear sir, or dear whoever you are writing to, or hi, then you write your content, then your salutation will come, or your closing remarks will come, yours sincerely or yours faithfully. But the contrast here is that in their days, whenever they are writing something, they put their name first. So that is what we call the opening greeting deals with the prescript. That is the sender writes his name, then um, he mentions the name of the recipient, then after that, he gives a greetings to them. So as you can see from here, Apostle Paul mentions his name first, not because he was arrogant, but he used the Grecian structure. That is how the Greeks were writing at that time. So he said that Apostle Paul, an apostle, that is he describes himself, gives an autobiography of himself, that through Jesus Christ, God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace be to you. Now he addresses so to, the, to the recipients, we can see from here, to the churches in Galatia, grace be to you and from God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, 
that he might deliver us from this present age evil. So God that died as we are celebrating the death of Jesus Christ in this era, I want you to know that the Christian doesn't need to pray against evil because the death of Jesus Christ has already solved that one. And this is what he says. He says that who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present age evil. So whether coronavirus, whether sickness, whether failure, God has delivered you from it. And that is your soteria. That is your salvation. That is your salvation. So he said that grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Then he said that, verse 9, he said that, I marvel that you are soon turning away, you are turning so soon away from who called you in the grace to a different gospel. So if we don't take care, we might also turn away from the gospel. So it is possible that we can be fickle-minded. It is possible. And how do you, how do you change from the gospel? That is when you move from the gospel, you, you don't study the word, you don't, you don't dig deeper in the word, you don't dive in the word of God, but you think about your, your feelings, you think about your emotions, you define your life by what you see, you define your life by what you hear, you define your life by the circumstances that you are surrounded with. Apostle Paul says that it will cause you to swing away from the truth. Then when you swing away from the truth, what do you do? You listen to lies. And lies can come from every angle. When you give yourself to the world, you listen to lies. And that is why sometimes you ask a Christian, what is the answer to this problem? He will say, oh, I think. Oh, I think. No, you don't think. What does the word of God say? So the Christian doesn't do, I think, I think. I think, I think. No, we, we don't assume. We build our confidence in the word of God. And the word of God is the gospel. So Christ has delivered us from even this present age evil. So when coronavirus was about to come, the Christian doesn't need to cover himself in an oil. The Christian doesn't need to collect a, a blessed water from somewhere, holy water from somewhere as a protection. No, because Christ Jesus has delivered you from all that. Listen to me. This is an African that is preaching you this message. So you need to listen. <laughs> I know where I'm, talk I'm coming from. So he said that, who gave himself for us, that he might deliver us. And verse 6 says that, I marvel that you are turning away from the truth and to a different gospel, which is, not, which, is, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And he's talking about the people. So when we talk about this thing, it is not outsiders. We can have preachers in the gospel who also do the same thing. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. I want to repeat this. If anybody preaches any other gospel to you, Paul says that let the person be cursed. He said, let the person be cursed. Let the person be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anybody preaches any other gospel to you, so you can see that he is still repeating it. 
he is still repeating. He is still repeating it. That if anybody preaches any other gospel to you, let the person be cursed. So as you are listening to me tonight, you are not under family curse. As you are listening to me tonight, the black man is not cursed. The African is not cursed. Africa is not the, it's not the harbor of demons. We need to understand that. Why? Because we are in the new image of Jesus Christ. We are into the new world of Jesus Christ. We are into the new life that is being given unto us by Jesus Christ. You are not in the chaotic world anymore. You are in a new life that is being given unto you by Jesus Christ. Then if we doubt it, then we are saying that as we celebrate his death, as we celebrate, as we, we celebrate or we commemorate his sacrifices for us, then it is of no effect. Verse 10 says that, do I pers- even persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For I, I, if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. And, but I make known to you that the gospel which was preached to me is not according to man. So Apostle Paul keeps um, describing himself. And for you, verse 13 says that, for you who, had, who heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church, how I persecuted the church, beyond measure and try to destroy them that I advanced in Judaism. So Apostle Paul is talking about his traditions, how he, he was also part of Judaism. Like the same way some men of God still wants us to go to Israel. Some men of God still wants us to take us to the olden life. And some men of God are still preaching Elijah, Elijah. Some men of God are preaching all these kinds of messages. Apostle Paul says, no, let us elevate ourselves to a new life that it is in Christ Jesus. And he says, it pleased the Lord that God who separated me from my mother's womb. I know why God has brought you there this morning, this evening, that he will separate you from your mother's womb, that you will hear the word of life. And this word of life, that is what I'm preaching to you today. I know something that one of the things I've realized about African communities or our people is that when you preach fear to them, when you preach family curses to them, that is when their Christian life changes. But when you preach the gospel to them, we feel very relaxed because we always want to hear fear. We always want to be aligned with chaos. But God says, I should tell you, there is nothing fearful in God. There is nothing chaotic in God. In Christ Jesus, it is a life of beauty. It is a life of honor. It is a life of glory, not your present state. Your present state does not determine what God is doing with you. Your present state does not determine what God is doing in you. That as you feed on his word, as you feed on his word, you begin to develop. The grace of God comes from inside out to you. It comes of inside out and it now flows to the world that the world will know that indeed, as you are hearing this word day and day, I am not under curse. No demon can fight my life. I'm not a failure. You know, declare this family, declare these words on you. Don't give yourself to witchcraft. Don't give your mind to those things. Don't give your mind to tradition. Don't give your mind to idolatry. Don't give your mind to those fearful words. Don't give your minds to them. Don't give your mind to fables. Don't give your mind to them. Because he that is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are become new. And Apostle Paul gives his journey. He says that after three years, when he gave, when he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, he says that then the Spirit of the Lord said unto him, Go 
He said, God who said to reveal himself to them, but preach among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confirm with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem, but to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned to Damascus. So at the very moment, if you remember very well, when the Lord touched him, the Lord said unto him, go to Ananias. I have shown, I have told him what he needs to do to you. And Ananias, so Apostle Paul was in Jerusalem at that time. And Ananias was in, um, in Arabia, that is present day Syria. So you can imagine the journey, a blind man, but because he was interested in his salvation, he traveled all the way from Jerusalem to Arabia, that is present day Syria. Let's imagine the journey. Let's imagine the pain. And those days they were not using car. They were on donkeys and they were on these slow moving um, um, objects. So we can see what they went through. So Apostle Paul said that he went there and how many years did he spend there? He spent three years there. He spent three years in, um, in Arabia. He spent three years in Arabia. Then from Arabia, he came back to Jerusalem. Then in Jerusalem, he came and stayed with Peter. In other renderings, they don't write the word Peter. They write the word Cephas. Cephas is the Aramaic word for Peter. Peter is, the, Peter is a Greek word, which means Petros. That is a, a, a piece of rock from, uh, a piece of rock from um, Petra. That is the big rock and the Aramaic word. So if you have any other Bible, some Bible say Cephas. Cephas is the same as Peter or Petros. And he said that I remained with Petros. So I remained with Cephas for 15 days. So after, um, uh, after Arabia, he did not stay there. He did not stay in, um, in Arabia for, 50, uh, for, for three years. He came back and also came under who we call, apostle called Peter. And he also stayed under Peter for three good weeks. What am I telling you today? The way you are also under me, listening to the word of God, it should not be enough for you. The word of God must transform you. So Apostle Paul talks about the processes of his conversion. Apostle Paul talks about the processes of his conversion in Christ Jesus, that I did not just come out and preach the gospel. I went through a process. So as you are here listening to me, be ready to go through process. That is what Apostle Paul is saying. And as you are going through process, what is happening to you? You are building your knowledge in God. You are building your understanding in God. You are building your revelation in God. So don't be in a rush. Take your time. Take your time. Because there are certain times you can see some of our few days that we have, we have gone to know God, especially in the charismatic movement. Someone repents today and tomorrow. You see the person preaching on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm a prophet. God is speaking to me. No. Take your time and go through training as I'm also taking my time to train you in the word of God. Because he said, I saw them who were already ahead of me and I submitted myself to them. Uh, recently, there were some noises going around in Africa in certain part of the world. You don't need a spiritual father. You don't need a spiritual father. Listen, you need to submit to authorities. You need to submit to leaders who have delved well in the Lord. And as you're also listening to me, you need to submit. And when we talk about submission, I'm not saying that humble yourself, like be like um, a dove. That is not what I'm talking about. 
But submission here means that every word that you hear from here, you don't take it for granted. That you take it with pain. You, you, you have to understand that the word of God that is being preached here, as I'm bringing my word to a close, the word of God that is being preached here, it is brought from a deep well. It is not a cheap word. So as you are listening to our preaching, understand that our preaching is not cheap. The gospel is not cheap. To some of us who know um, studying in United Kingdom, I'm studying theology in United Kingdom, and every year I'm paying 9,000 pounds to bring this word to you. So it is not cheap. The same way the, the death of Jesus Christ was the same. The death of Jesus Christ was not cheap. So as you receive it, don't take it for granted. You go, I could have done law. I could have done different programs. But for the sake of interpreting the gospel to my hearers, I took the pain that every year I will pay 9,000 pounds for you to get to know the things of God. So it is not cheap. So tonight, understand that submission here means that every word my pastor tells me, I will take it as esteem and I will hide it in my heart and I will develop my spirit. Not like you hear it today and tomorrow your mind changes or you hear it today and maybe a different preacher is saying something else and you're okay, maybe he's making a point. Let me just listen to some more of it. No, no. As you are growing under my voice, Jesus said that my sheep hears me. My sheep hears my voice, and I also hear them. So that is what the Lord is talking to us this evening about submission, about not listening to different voices so that you will not be confused as we are building this family in the knowledge and in the power of God. The Lord bless you today, and the Lord increase you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord, um, the love of God, the sweet and goodness um, coin in the of the Holy Spirit be with you all.